Wobbity, wobbity, wobbity. Allow it, bro. Baby, you have that music? Daddy. Oh, no. Bruv, don't know. Daddy. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to record it in the first. Daddy. Yeah, it's all being recorded, yeah. That's fine. Daddy, daddy. <laughs> Yo, I can tell this look has already said, I didn't tell you by saying this. <laughs> We've had this conversation. <laughs> Now listen, it's uh, Sarah G, Jessica B, I'm Omega, and this is Diverse Clarity. This is where we have those thought-provoking conversations about things that matter and some that don't. And uh, we have a special guest that's with us today, uh, the man that tolerates, I mean the man that's in a <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, loving relationship with our co-host Jessica, <laughs> Mr. Vic. How Thank you doing, you. brother? I'm all good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good. See, you see... Ask a question, get an answer, and then he asked the question back. This brings on comments. I'm doing well, brother. How are you? <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I said nothing. <laughs> nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. We are happy good to have you. Good to uh, have you swinging by the swinging by the spot. Who knows? This might you know turn into something a little more permanent. We'll see. <laughs> see how we see how it goes. But uh, how long have you been in the country? Uh. Three days? Three days, yeah. Three? Yeah. How how has it been? Yeah, it's been okay. <laughs> it's been okay. It's been okay. It's been amazing. It's been amazing. Yeah, right. It's been oh, it's so life-changing. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so, so good to be back, you know? So good to be back. There you go. That's yeah. more like it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't coach him on how he's supposed to respond? My bad, my bad. <laughs> That's anything. Huh? Huh? That's it. Huh? Well, look, we've been away for a little while, so um, I appreciate everybody coming back, you know, um, listening and watching. Uh, we had a member of the team that fell ill. She got sick of us. So, um, but now she's doing better. Yes. Yes. 100%. I'd say like 98%. Should we be social distancing? No. Like, I, like, I'm, clear, like, I'm clear to be here. I'm clear to be talking. You, you asked them specifically, can I go and do a podcast and sit in close quarters with people? Yes. And they said, okay. They said, you are clear. They wrote it down? They, they didn't write it down. Oh, see. See. But, you know, considering mm-hmm. I'm a nurse and I'm still working, I think it's fine to be around mm-hmm. you guys. Like, you're safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Even when I was doing paramedic stuff, like, I, I still had to stay away from people if I was sick. Cold is a cold. Just saying. Yeah, I'm good. Sure. Yeah. All right. If we get sick, that's not you. We come. Here, <laughs> that's a you problem. No. We come you. I take my vitamins. You come. I take my vitamins. Listen, I want to give a shout out to my beautiful wife who has made these uh, wonderful drinks for us to get started with today. So we go ahead and do a little cheers here together. You know what I'm saying? Get this. I think this is going to be episode six of uh, this season, right? I think that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Episode six. So we're gonna go right in. Cheers, yeah. Cheers. 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 And thank you, baby. So, uh, <clears throat> before we got to recording, we were all in there having a conversation in the uh, in the uh, kitchen area, right? Having our little pre-drinks and everything. And Vic, you were having you were having talks about conversations that you and Jessica have had previously, yeah. and things related to relationships and stuff like that, right? And you mentioned one word in particular. 
Which is why I was like, yo, you know, you, you need to sit in <laughs> on this conversation. But you said one word in particular, you said culture, right? Yeah. So when it comes to the family dynamics, right, all of us here, how does how does the family dynamics, how you were raised, how how your family treated you, what you were allowed to do, not allowed to do, how do you think that affects you today as an adult? Am I, am I is that kind of, yeah. is that all right? It's beautiful, yeah. yeah. Is that right? It was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, you can be sick of being around me anytime. Thank you. So, how does it affect y'all? So, the culture, the the allowances, the not allowed to, the freedoms you had, what country you grew up in, what country you was forced to move to, all of that. How did those family dynamics, or how do you think they affect you today, as the man or the woman that you are? So don't be looking at him. (laughs) (laughs) You both have microphones, all right. (laughs) Microphone represents the mind. Use yours. Don't be looking over. It was like, do you want to go first or do I want to go first? If you feel like you want to say something, you just say it. Okay. Um. So in terms of, I don't feel like there was a lot of culture in terms of like my family. Um. Where I grew up, there was a lot of culture, uh, and I think that's impacted me in a way. But. Earlier, we were talking about communication and how I get defensive at times. And I think that's probably because of my family dynamics. But you say there was no culture. How, how do we say that there was no there was no culture? Like, Can you tell me what culture is? Well, culture is pretty much the, the way that a, a family grooms you, a way that uh, a family acts or behaves, things that the family does or doesn't do. It could be related to religion. It might not necessarily be. Right. But whatever it is, it's how that family is. It can be from family barbecues to this is how we raise our kids to this is how we treat our mother and father. This is the respect that we give to our elders within the family. This is what we allow our children to do and not do. We as a culture, we go to school. You are when you finish grade school, you are going off to university or college or whatever country you're from. However, it's, I know it's different in the UK. Right. Like it's. You finish high school and then you've got college, college yeah. and then you go from college to mm-hmm. university and mm-hmm. then kind of in the U.S. university and colleges are Same. synonymous. Yeah. So whatever you get what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. the culture is just it's it's the way of life of the family that you come from, I think. which is really interesting. Sorry to interject, yeah. but like I think that's an important distinction because oftentimes when even sometimes when I think culture, I think of like, OK, I grew up with this coming from this country or my parents come came from this country and <clears throat> excuse me, that's how I viewed culture. But when you're talking about like how you were raised, it's more, you can even have a culture of safety within a group of people. It doesn't have to be like a, like a heritage mm-hmm. type right. thing. So yes. yeah, I think that was really great the way you put it. Oh, thank you. See, that's two and a twin. I know. I'm just throwing them out there today, you know. <laughs> Yo, you got to get sick more often. This is amazing. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. But yeah, so, I, I mean, the culture is, that's, that's why I was, when you said, like, you didn't, they didn't have a culture, I'm like. So just, I think because I've always seen culture the same way like that heritage, just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Now I've sat here and I'm still like, I don't really. Okay, did y'all have Sunday dinner every Sunday? Did y'all watch movies like once a week as a family? No. Did y'all go for, did y'all did y'all see each other? I I don't know. That that that's what I mean. I feel like it was very um I don't think it was as structured. Actually, I think we used to go to my nuns on a Sunday. Okay. I don't remember a lot of my childhood. We need to 
okay. also. So okay. Oh, for the other, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, I I remember we used to go to my nan's for a sun on a Sunday when we were still living in the UK. For those that speak the other English, a nan is a grandmother. <laughs> The I'm just, I'm just making yes. sure, right? Yes. That's okay. Yes. <laughs> Granny. Oh, Granny. Y'all. Okay. My grand, my nan. Yes. Um, so, but I mean, in, t- in terms of me from, okay, so say 10 up, I don't feel like there was that much structure. It wasn't a, we have a family day here. We have this. I think that's why we're trying to implement that now. And that's why Saturdays are supposed to be family days. I mean, what's the day today? Yeah, today's Saturday. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no I, comment. And I and and there, and there were never really rules. Like I I didn't have. Yeah, there weren't any rules. It was just okay. So be nice to everyone, you, and you can do anything you want, and I trust you one hundred percent, and you can do this, and you can do that, and that was it. Be nice to everyone, and you can as, do whatever you want. As as long as I was. A good person, and oh, you mean you have the freedom to do whatever yeah. you, as long as you're yeah. Yeah, well yeah. behaved. Yeah. If you yeah. want to go to the movies, you can go to the movies. Like they're not gonna as, as long as they're not gonna go and get some feedback. Like hmm, your daughter is, you know. So, so uh, yeah, I, I had a lot. I had a lot of freedom. A lot of freedom. Okay, so the question: How whatever it is, your culture, like so, we're on you now. So, how do you think that shaped you today? How do you think that affected you today? the way that it was when you were a child or maybe how the residual of it comes to how you are as an adult and still dealing with your family. So I don't want to say dealing with um, still uh, acting as a member of your family, (laughs) subject to the culture. Right. There we go. I think it affects our relationship in terms of when we speak about how we want to raise our children. Mm -mm, Uh, mm -mm. How does it affect you? You. How did it shape you, Vic? What about you, man? When it comes to your culture, family dynamics, how did it shape you today? Um, I would like to think that I come from a very structured home. Um, it wasn't very free in the terms of exploration and being able to do certain things. We were allowed to do fixed things, and that was it. So take, for instance, every Sundays we would have rice and stew and chicken would have obviously food together after church would go to church together every Sunday. Um, also in terms of how we behaved in the house, there was a hierarchy in the house. So we had this culture of obviously handling dishes and washing plates after each other. So it got passed on from my oldest sister to my older sister, who was just above me to me and then to my younger brother. So it's like, there's a period of time in which you have to do certain chores. So my chore as well was making sure that the house was clean and mopped every Saturday as well. Um, So my home was very structured to a very, very good degree. And I mean, it had its pros and cons because I wouldn't sit here and say that everything about my culture was right. And there's this thing I say that culture is there to be reviewed and also um, improved upon or dumped if needed. But yeah, I'd say I come, I come from a structured home. And then how did that, how did that shape you today as a man? Shape me today. Yeah. Um, it put me in a headspace where I see myself as a go getter. So where I see my dad 
portray certain things to me and be a certain type of way, I've been able to review his actions and the way he d did things and try to implement them in my daily life. Like I'd, I know I'd want to provide for my home, for instance. And it's like, I see the way that the world is actually evolving at this moment in time. And I feel like it's going away from the way that I was raised and how, what I believe in my cultural beliefs. So to a degree I'm reviewing that and I'm also taking the good points from it and saying, okay, I feel like this is right because culturally I can see that it's right. And I believe in that part of my culture. And I'm also able to see in other aspects that maybe my culture wasn't obviously the right culture. And I would need to dump certain ideas from my culture because reviewing it, it's not positive for the way the world is actually evolving at this moment in time. You, you mentioned that the way that the world is now, yeah. right. And it's, you, you, I guess there's challenges which you operated in the world today based on how you were raised and what you know, what yeah. are some of those challenges? Like what are, what are some of the biggest issues? Um, a very good example is this day and age where it's hard to describe between a man and a woman. It's hard to identify as a man. It's hard to identify as a woman too. So, I mean, you can't even put sexes to people's um, genders anymore. You'd have to abstain from having those conversations so you don't get canceled. So um, culturally, I believe a man is a provider. Woman is a manager of the home. And yeah, but in this day and age, you can't say that because mm -hmm. automatically you'd get canceled. So, uh, you have to be careful. And interesting. You, so your upbringing between the two of you mm -hmm. was very similar. Mm -hmm. If I'm, if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken, right? So as a woman that comes from a very similar culture, yeah. it's a very similar background. Yeah. How does, how does that affect you? Like, where's the, where's the comparison line or the likeness line between? Yeah. So I feel like I grew up, like he said, very similar in certain mm -hmm. ways. Like after church on Sunday, we tended to, to have like a meal, but my father wasn't in my life. So that's how there's a slight difference where I didn't see modeling of like a, a healthy male figure. And so I often saw my mom being like the, um, the caretaker of the home, but then also the provider. So it really <clears throat> created a space for me to see like, okay, it made me a go-getter because it made me realize like I have to work hard and provide for myself but it also never gave me um, a picture or a modeling of how a, a man should provide for a woman and how to be treated by a man. You know, like I didn't see that interaction on like play out in front of me. So like there's certain cultural things that have stuck with me, like in terms of providing and caring for a home and like, yeah, we used to have to like mop on Saturdays or whatever. We, my brother and I had our chores and everything. Um, so those things have made me very structured and very um, like independent. But from a relational side, I feel like um, I didn't have that, that balance between male and female. So I didn't it, really see that. I didn't see it. So mm. it changed the way I approach even interactions with men and relationships with men, because it was never modeled to me and I didn't know what to expect or how to navigate in that, in that space. So I think that's kind of, huh. yeah. What about yourself? 
I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to escape. Uh, no, I know what she did. I'm with you. I got you. Um, I, I think for me, it, it probably, it, it probably took away the shock value for a lot of things. Some things. Um, but also, like, I, I guess I can see where somebody can be without something. And then there's a path that you can choose, right? For example, I was without my father. Mm-hmm. Some people can go down a path of, well, I didn't have my father. And then certain things happen in their life. Let's say they were negative things. And then there's this blame on, well, my father wasn't around. Even society says, oh, it's a fatherless home or whatever. But then there's the other side, which I'd like to think that's where I chose to go and the path that I'm on, where it's like I was missing this particular thing. But because I was missing it, I worked so hard to not be that. Right. I worked so hard to be a person who can be in a position of I'm not going to be the way that certain people were in my life or not in my life. Right. And I'm going to go down a different a different path. Right. So I, you know, I say my son and I have a, a great relationship. Um, I've never been in anybody's jail. Uh, I don't plan to go. So sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I got plans for myself. So um, I just I just think it 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 took the things where it could be a negative. Like mm-hmm. you say, well, I didn't see this in my life mm-hmm. like I didn't see and I'm so sorry for you that if you didn't see a man treat a woman the right way or what you perceive to be the right mm-hmm. way or what would be a loving way or something like that I didn't see a father treating a mother that way because right. he wasn't there mm-hmm. but I was like man but when I get in a relationship like I took on from so many different areas, mm-hmm. right? From the uncles, from the movies, from TVs, from people talking, just things that I feel came to me from my experiences in life where it's like, I really hope I'm the man that my wife was hoping that I would be for her, mm-hmm. right? Where maybe she could say, I did or I didn't see this certain thing, but this motherfucker right here, he's showing me how it should be. You know, and yeah. it, and if that's the end result, then I'm like, no, oh, I did it right. Like I didn't have it, but I I I strove to 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 be it. Right. And then we'd have to turn to the peanut gallery gallery to ask, like, did he do it? <laughs> you know. So that's the way that I kind of look at it. So, and also when I say the part about the shock value, it's like I feel when people say, oh yeah, I you know I'm. I'm I'm from so and so and this and this and like oh is your are your parents from there as well? Oh well yeah my my father's not around. I have no I have, I have no reaction to that. Do you know what I'm saying? Not that I'm not empathetic or sympathetic, but I look at it like it's normal. Yeah, yeah. It's normal. The shock value is gone mm-hmm. for a father to not be around mm-hmm. or relationships to not hold together or family members to once be together and I'll, I'll say this I, I i rarely ever give out stuff about like my family family like this but my grand the, the anniversary is coming up and i'm i'm even contemplating on doing something like something special for my grandfather but april 11 1995 that's that's the date that my grandfather passed away and i personally feel that when that happened my family fell apart and i have a huge family right 
And when I say fell apart, I don't mean that everybody was just crazy or whatever. So for those of y'all watching, listen, I, I love you. Okay, it's not it's not like that, but I feel like it was different. Okay. You know, I feel like it was different. So these are things where it's like I I don't want to see these things occur in my life and in my family, right? I don't want to pass and then see with my son or or future children I may have with my wife. And then like they feel that way or their children feel that way. Like, oh, when 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 grandfather Naeem passed away or, you know, Big Daddy Omega passed away, like the family fell apart. So it's like I want to make sure that I do things that put, you know, structures in place that it, it kind of prevents this. So in the end, I'm saying like it's. I feel like I've I've seen things that are good and are bad, but I want to go a different route mm-hmm. so that it doesn't reproduce itself. So, you know, I agree with not that. having the, that. you know, yeah. so not having that shock value, yeah. I think is or yeah, not having. Right. It, it It's helped me to like better prepare mm-hmm. in that mindset and better to deal with it instead of something happening. Because if you get into a boxing match, you get into a fight. Every time somebody hits you and it's like, ah, ah, you know, like after a while, this is when you fall. I want to be able to take it. And for me, all of those were hits, but I'm still I'm still up. Mm-hmm. It's still the first round. I'm bouncing on my toes. You know what I'm saying? I got my I'm, I'm ready. And no matter how much I get hit with all of these different things, it's like I'm still ready for the next bout. And I'm still probably going to win this one. So that's the way that I kind of oh, I kind of cool. look at it. And but, then yeah. like, sorry. No, I was just going to say, um, I don't think I've ever thought about it in terms of, um, I think maybe I've normalized it a lot more than I'd realized. My parents split up when I was younger and I, that's kind of just a norm to me. And um, my family are also, there's a lot of conflict in my family. Um, and I'm now putting two and two together um, from little bits of what all of you have said and actually realized that maybe that has affected the way that I want to move forward in my life as I know that in like my future household that there's not gonna I don't want there to be that animosity I don't want there to be that conflict I want um I want a happy household and I feel like I definitely didn't have that growing <laughs> Mm-hmm. There was happiness. I'm sure. yeah. That th- there was happiness, but I feel like yeah, it needed a bit more stability in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you guys think that your the way that you were brought up uh, and and those dynamics right help you deal with conflict today as an adult? Do you think it you you had tools that were given to you? Were you able to see conflict being dealt with in a let's say a healthy way? And then now you're able to apply that today. Like, how do you think that affected you, if at, if at all? Um, um, I'll Don't start. be nodding. I'll start. We're polite. We're polite here. Tipping um, hats at each other and stuff. I think it made me, and like to add another layer to it. Um, so my mom is Nigerian and she is very expressive. And I think... I tended to then kind of shut, not shut down, but be a little bit more timid because in seeing her be so expressive, sometimes I was like, oh, that's a lot. And I don't want to ever be perceived as too much. So in conflict, I feel like at times when I was growing up, I tended to quiet myself and just kind of not 
not engage in conflict as much. And it's not until as I'm growing now that I'm finding my voice that I'm able to um, actually speak and say what I mean. Um, The one really great thing I learned from my mom when in conflict is like, she always took the time to like express how she felt. And then even if she was upset, she would come back like an hour or two later and be like, I'm sorry if I got mad or I'm sorry if I yelled, but um, like this made me upset and like, let's like talk about it. So I've always been in a space, which I really appreciate that I've had the ability to um, know that with her, at least I can, we can discuss what has happened and not have that like tension. Cause by the end of the day, we wouldn't go to bed just kind of like you guys are talking about, like we wouldn't go to bed angry at each other, even from a like mom daughter perspective. Mm. So that's one great conflict thing I've had. And I've learned that not everybody processes like that. And I think that's been another part of it where I've had to learn, like not everybody can talk about it right away. So for me, I've had to learn like, okay, I need to give you space. And if you need that day or two, like as long as we understand that at some point. Two days? Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Well, I, I mean, I'm not I, judging. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I've, I'm just I've, surprised to hear two days. I'm I've like, been wow. in situations where people just need that space. So I've had to learn to not take it personally. If that's their process and that's what they need, that's okay. But like, there's going to be a limit to it, right? And we, we know that at the end of it, like, we're going to come back and talk to each other and sort it out. Okay, I have so many questions. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay, so hmm. <laughs> let me do my, my Jessica. Tell me, yeah, she don't do that. Come on, man. I <laughs> good answer. I will stay out of it. Good answer. Really, really, huh? Really, what? I- inaccurate, huh? Okay, whatever. Okay, so you said two. Maybe that was just an example. Yeah, yeah. I was just throwing out a number. Okay. Do you guys find yourselves like having to deal with relationships or conflict within relationships and having to be quiet? You too. You too. (laughs) You looking over. Yeah. But (laughs) so tell us. (laughs) But having to deal like two multiple days is that is that a thing? Is is that? You can go and and the, the the backup question, the follow up question to that is, if it is a thing, what's happening in these two days? Are y'all just walking around with your booty in the air, like not talking? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. see, I I can't I can't even like go a day, but like I I understand that both of us have different. Um, what's it called? Like a fight language. A fight language. Yeah, I saw it online the other day. There were like there are love languages, but there are also like. Fight languages like you quit reading the internet. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, no, as in like, like I automatically want to just talk fix it out it straight away. Exactly, so, t- talk it out, move on. Whereas you Nick need- likes to take time to make sure that he's not going to say anything he regrets. He likes to kind of like self reflect, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I feel like what we tend to do is have a it's like the it's it's the day so we like like you just said like we, we don't go to sleep upset with each other so it's always gonna be at least at the end of the day that we hash it out and it's fine but I give him maybe that like afternoon evening period where I'm sat there the whole time like 
I just want to talk this through, but I know that it doesn't work. Like it, it, it needs to benefit both parties. Yeah. So hypothetically speaking, I mean, <clears throat> hypothetically speaking, <laughs> if she was not your woman, could what would you suggest to your partner? How much time you need? Would it be more than a day? If she wasn't my woman. Hypothetically. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm I'm in a phase where I don't want to be in that position too long because I'm also an overthinker. And if you give me too much time, the recovery from that might take longer. Mm-hmm. Because in my head, I'm thinking she probably doesn't care about my feelings. And I paint these pictures that are probably not going to be true in the end. So I feel like this works out, not going to sleep on bad times. And yeah, we have the day to ourselves to maybe reflect and take our time and whatnot. But we talk about it before we sleep. Okay. So it it pretty much would be about the same. Yeah. Okay. You little miss two days over here. Uh, (laughs) Could it be two days for you? Could you deal with that? Um, I have had to, but um, yeah, I have had to. But my ideal would be by the end of the day as well. Um, so what would that look like? Or what did that look like for you? Mm-hmm. If I'm not being too no, no nosy, but what did that look like? You, you got two days in this particular relationship that you were in. Yeah. Two days before there's conflict resolution mm-hmm. or even discussion of whatever the conflict is to get to a resolution. How does that look for two days walking? I imagine you're, you're living together or? No, no, no. Okay, not living together. Okay, I no. can see. Yeah. But still, how, what does that look like? For you, me, it was very stressful because I also tend to be an overthinker. So I was like, oh my God, like like creating all these scenarios in my head. But um, He's probably with the girl from McDonald's right now. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's, first oh, of all. Suicide me, heifer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, yeah, I would definitely be in my head about like all the possible scenarios. Um, and, but I think in that situation, he was someone who really liked to take time to process and, oh God. Yeah. And that, that didn't work in like for, it didn't work because it was very, it was stressful. And I also didn't, I have to take some accountability. Right. I didn't have the tools to at that time be like, okay, what he's having to process, like it's not a reflection of him not wanting to talk to me in particular. So I had to say like, okay, this is a situation. It makes me feel like unheard or unseen or uncomfortable, but like those feelings are mine. And even though that's his process and I can't take it personally. It's not like he might be processing and I can't take that personally, you know? Um, Mm. So there's like a situation, there's how I feel. And then there's how you deal with how you feel. Right. And so Mm. that's where I've had to learn to do the work to be like, okay, luckily I don't have people in my life who take that long anymore, (laughs) but in those situations, how many girls people you date? (laughs) (laughs) I literally mentioned like two people. (laughs) Luckily, I don't have people in my life that take that long anymore. How many people? People could be relationships, like friendships. Like Ah, you're in relation with people. Not like I'm not out. I'm just talking about even relationships with coworkers. Like there's so many places we're in relation and everybody processes different. So I've just had to learn to say like, okay, this person will do things the way they see fit, but that's not a reflection of like, 
me or my value to them. It's just like, it might be how they do their thing. And yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Can I say something that it might sound, it might sound mean, Uh but it's not intended to be. And it's something that I've been told before. Okay, go for it. And it could be you. Okay. Right. It could be you. And mm-hmm. the reason I say that it could be you, trust me, this goes somewhere. <laughs> it, it could be you because that person, while it may be their process, mm-hmm. they may not feel comfortable talking to you mm-hmm. right now. They may have had a relationship before you mm-hmm. and they may be in one after you right. where they were able to do that. Uh-huh. But it could be something about you. Mm-hmm. And again, I say that this was something that was said to me in therapy. That's right. why I'm putting it so it could be something about you where the person is like i can't talk to him right now because it's him and that became their process because Mm. of you you get what i'm saying yeah so it doesn't necessarily mean so it really could be a reflection of you right as as, but you get what i mean all right like so i said it's not against you but it's something again i say that i have actually been told Right. In time where I've asked questions in therapy and things like this and like, well, you know, in the way that you're dealing with people, like they may not be able to approach you because you might be the type of person where they feel I can't approach you right now. They need to go back and figure out a game plan to come and approach you or they yeah. need time away from you to be able to approach you. And then if I sit there and I say, well, it can't be me. It's got to be it's their process. Well, it could be you. It, it could be. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't know. But you were about to say something? Yeah, I, I think I needed to add that. the Obviously, my mindset right now wasn't my mindset a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I had to go through therapy as well because, um, of course, my upbringing was part of the way um, I handled situations growing up in the sense that in my household, as structured as it was, it was a very, very strict household. So I couldn't really verbally express myself the way I would have loved to. So my way of handling situations was basically showing it on my face. Like if I was displeased about something, my face would make it so obvious that you could read it without me having to say a word. But I took that with me into my previous relationship, for instance. Um, So it's like situations as well, before going into this, they either make you or they break you. So it depends on your, how you look at it. And to a degree, my, my upbringing did, did break me to a, to a point, but I'm also a person that likes improvement on myself. So um, in my previous relationship, for instance, I would go through phases where I would physically make them non-existent for a week plus. Living with them in the same house, I could make them disappear. I wouldn't say a single word. You walk in and walk out, walk past me. There's no flinch, nothing. When's your birthday? 30th of May. I'm a Gemini, don't ask. Oh, God. Yeah. But I, I'm puzzled. I see myself as the best of the bunch because, again. No, you're not. But go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But, yeah, it's a thing where, again, improvement is a big thing for me. But conversations I had in therapy basically helped me see that those behaviors I didn't really want to do, but it was where I was and the way I was raised on the flip side because, again, Communication was never my strong point. I'm still improving on it daily as we go on. But it's the way that I felt like it came out and the way people perceived the things I was trying to say, where I would say so bluntly. And it's like, they don't take the message I'm trying to pass. They take maybe the way I pass it 
and my body language over what I'm trying to say. So it was a bit frustrating and it got to the point where I felt like my silence would speak louder than whatever came out of my mouth. So mm. that led me into a, a phase where I would just shut down and not say a word for a long period until we're able to instigate a conversation maybe a week or two after. But that was toxic traits. Mm. And again, deep down, I didn't want to be in that phase, but I found myself in that phase more often than none. I'm not, sorry. But at this moment in time, obviously I've had to want to grow out of that phase and do better for myself because that's a burden in the end, like it or not. It's a burden you have to carry for that period. And I would rather not. So again, obviously stems from my, my upbringing. And I've reviewed that and I'm like, okay, going forward into my home, this is how I would like for it to look. So my offsprings wouldn't have that same feeling and that same impact growing up. But yeah. How, how do you guys think that it, the way that you were raised when it comes to like your final vision of family, how do you think that that has it? Like what does family look like to you now? So what's the comparison? Like, this is what family life was like inside my house. But as an adult, this is what I see. So, I mean, there may be things that you feel that this was a part of the family life, but as an adult in a relationship and in a marriage, this is not going to be a part of how I have my family or this is definitely something that's going to be an integral part of how we run our family. Like mm-hmm. what, what does that look like for y'all? Like I said, there was a lot of conflict in my household or even like with uh, external family. Same as Sarah said, though, my mom was very good. But then coming back that same day and saying, like, I'm sorry, we didn't really talk through what had happened. But she would say, I'm sorry. But and this is another reason why I think before we even get into conflict, I shut down because I go straight into panic mode because conflict growing up in my household was yelling this, that, like it, yeah, it, it, it was never, can you have a comfortable conflict? Like, like dialogue. Yeah. You, yeah. You're asking. No, yeah, or I'm asking. Yeah. yeah. Like, like the, a comfortable conflict. Yeah. yeah I think that, so. that's the thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. So yeah. It, 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 it was never that it was, um, it was very intense conflict. So that's a really big one, especially, I mean, I'm trying as well to kind of, uh, change um, how I feel going into conflict straight away. I try really hard not to get myself into a panic so that I can actually discuss the conflict. But a lot of the time, and that's where the defense mechanisms come in because I've already gone into panic and then I'm not remembering anything and I'm not actually taking in what my partner would tell me or even, you know, someone else that I would have but, a friendship with. But what else is it that you're, okay, so the conflict piece, but what what else is it that you're bringing over to your relationship or your future marriage and things that you Trauma. recognize. No, 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 no. <laughs> Well, but things that you recognize from the way that you were brought up, right. Where you, again, you want to bring it to your marriage when, when that day comes or that element of the relationship starts Yeah, no, right? so, or certain things that you definitely want to keep away. Yeah. So like leading into that, obviously that was how I was brought up. So I want to make sure that there is comfortable conflict going into my And what does that look like? What does comfortable conflict look like? 
I like that. I like that I name. Mean, Comfortable comfort. Yeah, rolls off it the just, tongue. <laughs> it just sounds like so, so eagerly, anticipatingly complex. stressless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want it to be stressless. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, the uh, the volume, keeping it on a minimum. I, I, I don't think I would. Con- I, I don't think I would ever be able to be in a household that had uh, yelling. Like I wouldn't be able to do the yelling. Mm-hmm. I just like, because that just sets me straight into panic. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. It sets you into panic? Yeah. What do you mean? Because it's all I heard growing up. I was about to ask you that. Is that something that yeah, came from the family that, that, dynamics? That's all I yeah. heard growing up. So that's just something that I know that I can't have i mean like even like with you playing your game right we've had this discussion hey 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 no, listen we're listen, not being listen, we're not attacking listen. people here listen, i'm not attacking sorry big i'm not attacking <laughs> sorry man listen. sorry go ahead <laughs> he can be very loud yes um and sometimes sometimes i need it to just come down a tiny bit because the loudness will trigger me. And that's the thing. We hold so much in our bodies that you don't even like mentally make the process before mm-hmm. your body is already reacting to like being in fear. Mm-hmm. So that like there's a whole systemic Wait reaction. A that, systemic that, that, that sounds a bit extreme though. Like no. no, no, I know. What you're saying sounds perfect. What I mean is when you mention fear and then loudness versus the games, like that's where I'm like, wait a minute, what? Like, but because the loudness is, is depends. Like, are you yelling in the games, like at like people on the other side, or what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I voice my frustration because I play with my my brother and my boys. Yeah, and right. I take it to heart because <laughs> I'm that guy that would go above and beyond. <laughs> so, like, we will play Call of Duty, for instance. Yeah, and it's like when they scream, "Oh, there's someone on me! There's someone on me!" I actually, I'm the guy that would run wait, head like a. Wait, wait, do y'all know what he's running like a headless chicken and I'll get killed and they would make it out somehow. But when it's the other way around, when I'm screaming, I need help. No one comes. So I die by myself. So when I die by myself, <laughs> I'm like, guys, like, I, I get upset. <laughs> Very upset. Guys, he's calling you out. <laughs> Shut up. You need to support him. <laughs> that's, that's a whole nother, when family doesn't support. That's a whole nother episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, it actually hurts sometimes. Um, <laughs> what I try to do nowadays is actually just switch off my mic and just walk off. Right, but it, it is hard. But again, it's part of the reasons why I said, when we move in together, I'm going to have my own quiet room. So I do what I want in there. You can do whatever you want. That right? Good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. That's our way of obviously solving that because it's unrealistic and so, not sustainable for me to so say. It's so funny that he calls it a quiet room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's why we move because in together. it's the opposite of a quiet room <laughs> as well. I mean, it's I thought be... I have my quiet room but so I can <laughs> yell. Like, in terms of obviously until we're able to do that, like for there to be like, I'm not saying... But does that produce fear for you though? Yes. Like when he yes. when he's yelling at the game yes. or his family in the game, yes. that produces fear? Yes. It's very likely. Really? Yes. That's hard. I literally like, yeah. Because it's her brain's probably not connecting the fact like it's not thinking of like, oh, he's talking to his friends. She just hears yelling, raised voices, and mm-hmm. then it triggers like a sense of being a child and hearing raised voices. Doesn't matter what they're saying. And then your body reacts. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask you this. If you were at a amusement park and people were on roller coasters and stuff, or you went to a 
sports Slum. game, football game, right? Football and UK football. <laughs> and and people are yelling at the game or whatever it is where there's people that are cheering. I don't know, a comedy concert on Yaz where everybody's laughing. Like, does this type of sound, this loudness, this laughter also affect you in this way? I've just realized I don't like amusement parks. <laughs> I don't. Uh, like, what was the other one? Uh, Sports games. Yeah. Concerts is, I don't know. I feel like maybe I didn't connect it. At it's first. not an intimate I, Yeah, like, yeah. Like at, at home is different than being mm-hmm. outside or like in a public space. But I would feel like, sorry to jump in. I would just no. feel like if you're in an intimate setting where those type of things happen, where you're yeah. meant to feel safe and you hear those raised voices. I know if I'm going to a concert that there are going to be loud noises. Boom. But then- this is what I was about to say right here, right, right there. If you know you're going to a concert, everything you're saying, both of you, are, I get it 100%, right? But I'm just trying to figure out because you guys are friends. Like, I want, I want you to be happy in your own just. space. And if you know you're going to a concert, you're prepared, right? If you're going to a club, I know you get prepared. I've mm-hmm. seen you prepared. Mm-hmm. So I know, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? So, like, is it is it too much to say, hey, I know he's about to play the game for one hour. Nine hours. <laughs> Nine hours. Nine hours. Nine hours. Okay, it's game day. I know he's going to play several series of, of matches with, with his family and friends on, on, on Call of Duty, right? But is it is it too much to ask to say, all right, let me get in game day mode, the same way you would get in carnival mode, same way you would get in club mode the same you would get in I'm about to go to this loud ass concert mode everybody gonna be laughing in my ear mode like is it too much to ask just asking for a friend yes um (laughs) and also I and I'm I'm also not yeah I I feel like Mm -mm. she pulling for words like bluetooth (laughs) (laughs) getting my dad (laughs) yeah I, I don't know I it's See, she's stuck, feel, so, I, so it's how you it's how it. you feel, but that's not the answer to the question. Is it possible? Is it too much to I, ask? I don't think I don't think it is possible though. I'm okay. ta- I'm I'm talking in terms of there is a difference between being loud okay. and then to it Going into Vic mode. Got it. Okay. Vic mode yeah, is I just... don't think I'm that bad actually. Oh hey. my I'm gonna None, of us, video. Can, none of us can say Again, because... it's it's it gets me to the point where I ask, obviously, again, as usual, about the logic where you're able to pick and choose where you find loudest, especially where you have to tune into, okay, I'm going into a club, so it's going to be loud in there. And you're able to deal with that, but... But I'm not exactly able to deal with that, but yes. Then why go? If you're not able to deal with it, then why go? You love your husband, your future husband. I mean, I'm just saying. So, Miss Sarah, mm. one thing that you would definitely bring forward from your family dynamics into your future marriage or future long-term relationship, mm-hmm. and one thing that you will not bring and how you will change it. Ooh. Um, okay. I think the one thing I would bring into my future marriage is getting being comfortable and able to have um open conversations about uncomfortable topics um 
and not shying away from them and like listening to understand rather than like to be right, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's something my mom was quite good at and I, she's modeled for me and I, I've gotten good at to listen to, to un- try and understand not rather like rather than try to be right and be able to have those kind of dialogues with a person that might make me even feel uncomfortable or, or in, like hurt my feelings, but just have those dialogues. So that's mm-hmm. one thing I think I would bring. Um, and one thing I would, sorry. The one thing, like something that you, you recognize from your family dynamics okay. that you will not bring, but how are you going to change whatever that is? Um, like she's going to have everybody be quiet in the house. <laughs> so. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm, joking, that. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Everybody Don't let up. him pick on you. <laughs> everybody shut up! Um, I'm making cupcakes. Oh gosh, <laughs> not for you anymore. Oh Bye. yeah, tell him. Okay, right, so it's been a great show. <laughs> <laughs> We're logging out. Let's uh, talk outside. <laughs> um, one thing I think I would not bring in is I don't think my mom had the ability to like or receive. I don't think I saw her learn how to like get help because she did it all. And she got so used to doing it all. Um, Sometimes I find that I tend to try and do it all without asking for help. So learning how to like say like, I'm actually struggling or I need help right now. Like I like receive the help that's coming my way and ask for it Um, because I, I, I didn't really see that modeled a lot where like getting help or receiving it was easy or Mm. so it built up like a narrative for me that I always have to do it by myself or like um like people might not want to help me even though that's not the truth it's many people are willing and wanting to help but like I might not have just been receptive to that help right so I think that's kind of what I would you know work on or not try and bring in (laughs) no that's that's key yeah I I identify with that as an individual Mm. that some that you will definitely bring over to your future marriage or long-term relationship. And for the record, just for a second, I say that because some people say they don't want to get married. They just want to be with somebody for a very long time or mm-hmm. forever. So, mm-hmm. so for your future marriage or which we know you're getting married. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's no, there's an no option there, buddy. <laughs> you're locked in. <laughs> so I'm not even going to preface it with that. In your future marriage, <laughs> what would you definitely bring over from your family dynamics? And what is something that you will not bring over, but you will change it? How will you change it? Um, the one thing I definitely want to bring is the discipline. But then again, discipline is subjective because we've had conversations about discipline and what we see as discipline and something that I've compromised on as far as I'm concerned. Um, Discipline growing up was physical. And upon as in spanking? Yeah. Okay. My dad actually had a, a belt for us. And whilst as a young child... I saw it a certain type of way. Being at this stage in my life, I actually see the benefits because I was disciplined in a way where it it didn't have any sort of hate towards it. It was just pure discipline, whereas I can't really say the same for a lot of people. But, I mean, at this stage in life as well, I know that there are different ways to go about it, which I'm exploring also to have the same outcome and the same impact. And so I feel like to a degree I've 
um, compromised on that. And I would have added love as well because, but then again, it, it wouldn't be right to say that because my household did and still has love in it, but it's the way that the love is shown as well. Mm. I've educated myself and certain things my dad did right and he didn't do certain things right. But where I've looked at both, I'm like, you did this, but I would like to improve on it. So his love for my mom or the family was providing for the family and whatnot. Um, I've never seen them act intimate towards each other. I don't know how they made four kids, but okay. <laughs> Must have fallen from the sky. But I'll, in this Still day and- Believe in the stork. Yeah. But in this day and age, romance is a big thing. I, I, I would like to be more romantic. And obviously I'm actively working towards that and obviously showing- future offsprings that this is how it's this is what it's supposed to look like because mm. i never got that from my dad but obviously educating myself on it to take forward and the thing i wouldn't want to bring in is um not giving credit when it's due and certain parts of my culture because my dad comes from obviously the old times i call it the old times because um yeah, they believe that the woman should um, submit and whatnot. I still believe to a degree that that's, the, that's, I would love to see that, but it's how he actually portrays that where I feel like growing up, I didn't see him give credit to my mom mm. the way he should have. And she has a, a heart that not a lot of people do. And I envy her sometimes because if it was the way it is today, she would have left that marriage a long time ago but she is pure, she's priceless. And certain traits that she has, I want to bring in, of course, but that's one thing I want to be able to do, give my woman as much credit as I can and make her not feel like she's inferior to me in any way. So it's one thing that I wouldn't want to bring into my relationship going forward. But yeah. I, um, the the first thing that you we'll go ahead and get ready to close this out, but yeah. the first thing that you you had mentioned was about discipline, right? Yeah. And this is something that I've struggled with personally, just in my head, because I grew up. I mean, I'm from the South in mm. the U.S., so mm. if you know anything about that? Like that's, I mean, it's the South, mm-hmm. and it's 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 old culture. Yeah, it's old. Thanks to you. British friends, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Transatlantic slave trade It is what it is, man, you know? But thanks to all that history or whatever, like that's, that's where and why these, these South African or South American Africans came from, whether it be Mm. South America or North America, which the largest population is in South America for those who don't know. Um, One thing that, you know, I struggle with the idea because I'm like, okay, I've popped my child before in his younger, younger Mm. years. I definitely got spanked. My cousins got spanked. Mm-hmm. It was the way that I grew up. I'm not going to say it was with hate or with malice or whatever. It was just the way that it was. Yeah. But then I I started to think about, like, where did it come from, right? Like, the whole idea of, like, spanking and things. And I haven't, I haven't heard anybody talk about this. But I will say, full disclosure, I've had a conversation with Jessica. And this is what made me think about this, right? Talking about mm-hmm. spanking children. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder... You know, like if we were to stop or why we do this, like everything comes from somewhere. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, why would we do it? And then, you know, I think about and why I mentioned being from the South. Clearly, that's, you know, 
a, a large area where there was mm-hmm. slave activity, slave slave ownership, and whatnot. Are you familiar with the term called bucking? No, I don't think so. Familiar I've with the term it. called bucking? I feel like I've had it. No, I've heard of so it. So bucking is is what they used to do Breaking to the men. Down, yeah. Right, the slave owner he would take he would take the 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 slave if he misbehaved if if he didn't do let's just say whatever to make that slave owner happy. He would then take him and strip him down naked, okay? And I think I used to get spanked naked. I've been spanked naked, rather. You know, I've gotten out of the shower, done something wrong, and my mom, you know what I'm saying? And it hurt because it's wet. But strip you down naked and beat you in front of the other slaves. And this act of aggression was to, as you said, break you down, Right? And it's like now you got the children of of this slave Oof, who are watching, whether it be a son or a daughter, clearly the wife, maybe the grandmother, etc. Right? Because we're talking generations of slaves mm-hmm. in the home. And it was that thought in my head alone where I was like, yo, is this where we took this from? Like, is this a part of the culture? Now clearly. Your family is from Nigeria. Hmm. You lived in the UK. You are you're, you're British. I mean, right? So, like, I I don't know where the where the crossover was between if you're first generation or whatever it is. But clearly, my history is not the same as hmm. your history. Yeah. But again, I say it all came from somewhere, hmm. and it was just that little piece that made me think to myself, even if somebody because I used to get spanked, and then. My mother or my uncles, right? They would say, you know, I'm doing this because I love you, right? Or or later explain, like, you know, I did that because mm. and it's just like what you just said, right? Mm. And like I didn't think because we didn't talk about this. So I didn't I didn't think I was going this is just something that's been in my head. But like, and then what you said was like it, it how did you say you said it was I don't want to misuse your words. You said uh the way that it was done to you, yeah. it was done with Without hate or malice. Done without hate or malice, yeah. right? And I, I equate that to my parent, my mother, my guardian, whatever, my uncles yeah. telling me, like, yo, I did this because I love you. I did this because, listen, you can't be out there doing mm-hmm. this. So I had to do this. Mm-hmm. So now I'm equating that to what you said, right? But does it even matter, right? Because we may be we may be perpetuating this idea that or perpetuating an idea that we learned that was ingrained in us from mm-hmm. slavery. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just talking. Might be might be some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. But did it come from that? Was that like where, where did the black out of all the suffering that the black people did due to the transatlantic slave trade? Right. And other atrocities that occurred during this time frame. Where did we get the idea to beat one another? Especially our children. And the only thing that I know of is where there was public beatings, minus the hangings, public beatings of black men and in some cases women. Mm. So I don't want to be a part of that. I haven't had this conversation with my wife. This is the first time I'm actually saying this out loud. Mm. But you saying that just triggered thoughts that I've had and notes that I've written when I think to myself. And I'm like, no, I don't think I want to touch my child. Because I don't want to perpetuate the idea of or where it may have come from. 
I feel that as a creative, yeah. as you are as, as well, as as somebody who knows how to think outside of the box, this show was not, nor has ever show any show ever been planned. You had the idea for this show. We haven't recorded in three weeks. And then today, you bring the title for the show, and every question, every piece of conversation, everything was off the top of the head. Yeah. I'm a creative. You guys are creatives. We're better than that, I think. I think that we can come up with better ways to discipline, to educate, to show right from wrong to our children than raising a hand, raising a belt, taking off a shoe, throwing the shoe with heels around the corner and it's like a boomerang and it comes back to you when you're done. African Whatever it is. Right? <laughs> Very good. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming at people and I'm not saying that even my family was wrong for doing it or whatever. It's not, it's not about that. I'm just saying, as you said, I always say I'm not above reproach and you always said, what, what was it you had said earlier? I, I'm always ready to learn or and improve, ready to learn and improve. Yeah. And same thing. Right. I'm never above reproach. So then when I think about it, I'm like, dang, man, like I can do better than that. I can do better than that. Like it's not really required. Like now, if he went out and he like murdered somebody, like I'll probably beat him before he go to jail. So you get used used to what's coming to you because they're going to get you. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to prepare you, son. But outside of that, man, like I think I think we're better than that. I think that there are ways, better ways, more effective ways, or just as effective ways to take our children, educate them, show them right from wrong, inflict some type of, I'm not going to say pain, but some type of memory into them to where they realize and they put into practice that whatever it was that they did or what they were thinking about doing or got caught, whatever, that they shouldn't be doing. I think that we're creative enough to come up with something better. Yo, she is Sarah G. There's Jessica B. I'm Omega. And we have been guest hosted by Mr. Vic. Uh, yeah, this is Diverse Clarity. This is where we have those thought-provoking conversations about things that matter and some that don't. We will catch you next episode.